Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Holy cow, you're back. James, James, we got to actually record this thing. People are tuning in to watch. I can't believe that people keep coming back every week. What do you make of that? I don't know. The best part is that wasn't scripted. His surprise was genuine. We really have no idea why people would tune in to watch this, but yet here you are. So thank you for your ongoing low standards. You you are our enablers and <laughs> you power all of our bad decisions. Wow. Well, from the moral high ground in Nashville, Tennessee, and Journey to Studios, I'm actually at home, and I'm going to New York next week, so we got to wedge one in before I hit the road in New York. But this is Steve Rembrandt Olivas, and he is James Paint by Numbers Breakwell. And James, how are you doing tonight? I am doing amazing. There is no place in this world I would rather be than recording a podcast with you. Except for, like, literally oh, any man, place I'm else sorry. in the world. But other than all of those other places, yeah. this is the one I want to be. Well, you've tuned into the podcast where James and I get a topic almost at random as soon as I call him, and then we flip the Guam quarter of fate and decide who is going to argue which side and launch into a lengthy and hopefully humorous debate. <laughs> but before we do that, we always exchange compliments just to let everybody know that while we may not be friends, we at least respect <laughs> the fact that the other one shows up every week. That's about the best we can do, man. Oh, why don't you go first for the compliments this week? I'm going to have to do some digging. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to need a backhoe probably for this week. But <laughs> I will say, I don't know why we keep coming back to talking about these penalty videos, but I am enjoying my unprecedented third term as the poll victor. But I, the, the penalty videos are such an integral part of this show that more people watch the penalty videos than actually watch the debate. So we know that those always get traction and people love them. But this week, man, you went off the board this week. <laughs> you did something that was like... Uh, it was uh, revolutionary. It was it was actually artistic, and if I can use that word and James Breakwell in the same you sentence, cannot. I've probably <laughs> <laughs> well, you. I, I'm wrapping around to the compliment, believe it or not. You got to follow me okay. into the woods and hope I don't have the rag with chloroform on it. But uh, if nobody watched your video, this is one I literally watched probably ten times, and you pick up something different every time. It's uh, it's fabulous, and I want my compliment to you is, and I understand your wife's name is Lola. Yes, Lola. I'm just going to call her Mrs. Unicorn because Lola uh, is a mouthful for me with the two L's there. But Mrs. Unicorn participated in this one, and the fact that you found somebody who not only matches your level of crazy, but also has the same odd sense of humor and a willingness to participate in it, that is a feather in your cap, man. My wife would not do that. <laughs> she had one speaking line in one of my Periscope videos, and that almost led to divorce. Like, that was a whole epic battle. So congratulations on picking well when it came to finding a spouse. Uh, thank you. It's uh, I didn't have a lot of options. She was literally the only person who would take me, and I was smart enough to lock that down. <laughs> I recognized a good thing when I saw it. And your wife, your wife has had multiple speaking videos. Remember that that macaroni catastrophe you unleashed on the world? Oh, 
yes, that's right. You guys had a back and forth dialogue. If anything would cause divorce, it would be that video. And for the record, <laughs> I would never put my wife through that, which is why we're still married. I merely asked her to do a Harlem Shake video. And we each had matching, like, onesie pajamas that she had bought for us. I guess they didn't match at all. Hers was like, some, I don't know, hers was like a monster. Mine was Batman. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose I suppose they don't, don't match at all beyond being pajamas. But yeah, she'd bought those, so we threw them on. We did the Harlem Shake video, and it actually turned out pretty well. Uh, we only missed that viral fad by a solid five years. I mean, we were this close to being relevant. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, we kind of ran through all the dance movie scenes, so we had to start doing something different. I've got a couple more in mind if I ever lose again, which I'm not planning to, but the video that you made is only 30 seconds long, and it is, it's a, it's a good 30 seconds, <laughs> and, and I don't mean like a good solid 30, I mean, it's a good watch. Your daughter, uh, the, the elder, what is her name? Uh, Betsy. Betsy. Betsy, she's the one that was disappointed the week that I won because yes. she wanted to do the video. Man, she is, if it weren't for her, this video would not have worked. She was absolutely spot freaking on with what she had to do because she had to do the prelude, and I'm not going to spoil it if people didn't watch it. Go to YouTube and watch that darn video because you'll laugh, and I swear to God, you'll watch it three times if you watch it once. But she had to do the prelude, and then the hard part for, for an eight-year-old is to figure out, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna compliment your second youngest, uh, the five year old, the rapper. Also, <laughs> the the hardest part for an eight year old is to just continue to be original because she had to do original stuff for about probably twenty seconds, mm -hmm. and she was able to pull it off, and it was fun to watch because I don't know if she had a model that she was trying to emulate, imitate while she was doing it, but she was just absolutely dead on perfect. And your five, no, six year old yes, now, six -year -old. that's your the the six-year-old her tendency i'm guessing would be to just pattern her sister just mirror what her sister's doing she didn't do that at all she did original stuff too and james that that damn thing worked it was just great congrats <laughs> that was that was a real compliment i'm a little afraid right now but uh <laughs> yeah they uh <laughs> that is just... if there's you know it works it's actually a lot easier to pull off than you think so if there's one thing kids love it's attention they just don't want to cooperate when you need them to seek out attention they want to seek it out every <laughs> other time so sufficient bribes were applied there was popcorn there were costumes i mean the costumes and the dancing were kind of bribes on their own but yeah they uh it worked out now it's actually i was able to figure out how to get the camera to stay in the same spot because if the camera doesn't stay at the in the exact same oh. spot it kind of breaks the whole thing so yeah for once right. our disaster right. video was less of a disaster than usual which is which is really as high as we can aspire to but i have to compliment you for not making penalty videos you win in <laughs> defiance of logic and good taste i mean you come out every week and you spew, just spew out garbage lie after lie what? after lie i mean this this is the original fake news right here long before it worked its way into politics and people buy it. I mean, they just, they eat it up. They vote for you. I mean, originally we were afraid that just based on my following size, I would win every week. And that's not the case at all. <laughs> you are like the propaganda minister for whatever bad cause the Guam quarter of fate deals you. And you have no integrity whatsoever that would stop you from lying on its behalf. So kudos to you for just selling out on behalf of that random topic for the win. I, I no, I've got a, a certain moral flexibility that I'm actually quite proud of. <laughs> and you're right. I, I was saying before this run of three, which is unprecedented, this is show number 51, and we got to talk about the one-year anniversary coming up next week, yes. so I won't belabor this. But in, if you take the first 47 weeks, I will bet we were within 
plus or minus two of dead even yeah. with numbers of wins and numbers of losses. I mean, it was, it was very close. And then I've had this three-week run because I obviously have upped my game and people have recognized that. And so they're just going to follow along because what can you do? The victor uh, is the victor. And to the victor go the It spoils. should be noted we didn't have polls early on. So for everything in the pre-voting era, we can safely assume that I won. I mean, that's just a given. But in the voting what? era when there was actual proof, that's when it became a little more even. You know, people get voting. They get a little bit skittish. They don't make as good of decisions. And that's why you got a few wins in there. <laughs> That's okay, though. I'm, I'm not bitter. Um, and then you wanted to mention the anniversary. Then I guess we should go ahead and bring that up because we are so close. We are close. Next week, James and I will celebrate our one year together. And uh, we're going to put together a special show. And the only guest will be the love that exists between the hosts. <laughs> so there will be no one, we is what you're saying. There will be an empty yes, room. Yes, the empty chair technique. <laughs> But I think, James, and uh, I, we talked about this for roughly four and a half seconds, which is actually a fairly extended pre-production meeting yes. for us, but uh, arguing the merit of celebrating anniversaries. So the irony will be we are going to celebrate our anniversary by arguing the merits of celebrating, should you, yes or no, celebrate anniversaries. What do you think of that? I think we might have gone too meta. We've, we are the inception of podcasts, and it will be our undoing. We might we might break reality here as, as we divide by zero, but I'm all for it because I'm not a big fan of reality anyway, so let's just destroy it and see what we're left with. <laughs> wow, all right. Well, and you do know how to survive the zombie apocalypse now. This is true. If, if we break it in that particular direction, I'll be okay. If it's anything else, vampires, werewolves, just, you know, the void, then we're, we're kind of in trouble. But zombies, I'm okay. All right. Well, we will continue with this rakish tale, rakish, and uh, we're going to celebrate ice cream for another week, man. James, it is summertime. It is heating up outside, and we're heating up and wrong and wrong. Or what is our topic yes, going to be? Yes, it is hard week? pack ice cream versus soft serve. I had to Google what non soft serve ice cream was called because it's what, it's what you buy in the grocery store. But according to one website, I found after three seconds of searching, the kind you get in a box or a, or like a, a gallon bucket, yeah. that's hard pack ice cream versus soft serve that you get from a fast food restaurant or an all-you-can-eat buffet. So that's the competition. I would not have picked on my own to do ice cream two weeks in a row, but it's what the voters wanted. We put it up for a poll and it won. I kind of suspect they just like ice cream in general. Like if we had an ice cream topic every week, this would be just an ice cream podcast. We might be headed that way, but for now, it's just two episodes <laughs> in a row. We'll just see whatever works. All right. So as per usual, the Guam quarter of fate with George on one side and Guam on the other will determine who argues which side or which side James will argue more specifically. And James, what will the two sides represent? All right. Heads is hard pack. Tails is soft serve. But those are my positions. So let's, let's hope the Guam hard quarter of fate is, is kind heads. to me this week. It is tails. It is on Guam. You have soft serve. Thank goodness. The, the Guam quarter of fate has been merciful this week. There's a reason that you can just go to the grocery store and get hard pack ice cream. It's just not that special. It's mundane. It's what's out there. But soft serve ice cream, you have to have a machine for it. It is an event. You go and you pay extra money for it because it's that good. This is what people line up for at the custard stand or the ice cream shop. And everybody in their town has that one ice cream shop. Like, oh, it's so good. You got to try this. And you go and you try it. It's the same soft serve ice cream you get everywhere. And it's perfect. It's delicious. And you 
love it because soft serve is amazing. Uh, soft serve is the reason people bemoan the fact that when you go to certain fast food restaurants, the soft serve machine is always broken because it's that good. It's that memorable <laughs> <laughs> that it becomes a meme like this. When you are deprived of it, it makes life noticeably worse. People adjust their lives to get soft serve. Whereas with hard pack, it's like, ah, I guess we'll throw another gallon of that in the, in the, you know, the cart. Why not? Uh, soft serve is an event. It is a destination. It is part of Americana. Soft serve is better than hard pack. Let me just see. I'm, I'm jotting down some notes because I want to. I'm 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 following with rapt attention to detail <laughs> your argument here. So your your two main points are one, it costs more, and two, the machine is always broken. Is that am I understanding that correct? I'm saying it's scarce. That's what makes it. That's what makes it worthwhile. It's like the the best rated beer in the world is made by these monks in a monastery. They make fifty cases a year, and you have to walk for five hours on foot to get it. And it's that good. It's worth wow. the experience. I'm saying soft serve is the ice cream equivalent of monk beer. Prove me wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to just say two words that are going to change your life, James. Brinkwell. All right, go for it. Cherry Garcia. Cherry Garcia. And I, sh I expect for you to now have a, a change of heart that you'll be kinder <laughs> and gentler and more of a real soft hearted human being like the soft serve ice cream that you love so much. Cherry Garcia could not exist in a soft serve world because the one thing that soft serve cannot pull off is putting stuff in the ice cream. It can only be flavored a certain way. You can't have almonds. You can't have uh, M&Ms. You can't have raisins. You can't have uh, just chocolate chips in there. You can't have any toppings in there. Like hard serve, you have a lot of options with the hard serve. And Cherry Garcia and Chunky Monkey wouldn't exist in a <laughs> two-word combination for you. But hard serve is real ice cream. Uh, that's the way ice cream, uh, God himself, when he touched uh, Michelangelo's finger or Adam's or whoever it was that was the finger model for that one, possibly Joey Tribbiani. No, who was the hand model? George Costanza. And he took the place of the guy who fell in love with his own hand. When God touched the finger, God created hard hard pack that's a weird word i've never heard that before but hard pack ice cream when you make ice cream at home you you make hard pack ice cream that's the only way that it comes and you can do whatever you want inside that bucket you can add your ingredients you can uh, add it a, you can make it a little softer by if you just follow me on this one leave it out on the counter for two and a half minutes and it'll soften itself up if you have that proclivity i know you have like very sensitive teeth you use that sensodyne toothpaste but there's a lot of flavors. It costs, you, you have a, a variety of price points on hard serve ice cream. You go to the top of the food chain with Ben and Jerry's, and then you got the generic stuff that your supermarket sells. And even though there's a little difference in quality, it's all pretty good. There is some soft serve ice cream, my friend, that has zero flavor to it. And I mean zero. It's like eating just uh, opaque ice and it's it's nothing. There's nothing to it. And it fills the cone and it fills you with emptiness. You That's my argument for hard serve. It's real ice cream. You have a lot of flavors and it doesn't make you angry. You might have said the wrongest thing that you've ever said on wrong and wronger. And that is that is a powerful statement. Uh, but first, let me start with <laughs> the, the less wrong thing that you brought up. Just, just to point out, how good can hard pack be if nobody even knows what it's called? Soft serve. <laughs> Everyone knows what that is. Everyone. Hard packs. Okay. I had to Google what it was. If I have to Google what it is, it's not that great. Um, but okay, toppings. This is this is my favorite part. Yeah. This is where Steve argues with Steve from last week. 
Last week, Steve, arguing ice cream could go in a bowl, you went on and on about all the toppings you could add. But those toppings, yes, but at home, you really don't add that many toppings. Realistically, you don't have a toppings bar in your own house. You might squirt a little bit of, uh, you know, chocolate on there, something like that. Maybe have a few peanuts stuffing around. But the place where you really go nuts with with toppings is that an all-you-can-eat buffet with the soft serve machine and the sprinkles bar. They've got sprinkles, they've got nuts, they've got, uh, you know, they've got the chocolate, they've got everything. I used to go up to that and I would come back with a mound of ice cream the size of my head with every single <laughs> topping imaginable. They were all there. The ice cream place, again, the ice cream place that everybody has in their town. The, the, the soft serve ice cream they get has a million different varieties. You know, you get you get chocolate chip cookie dough in there, you get Oreo chunks, you get M&Ms, you get, uh, you know, you eat cheesecake, yes. you get everything. There, there is never been more toppings with soft serve. I bet per capita, there are 10 different toppings for soft serve uh, for, to one topping for hard pack. Because usually when people eat hard pack at home, they just eat the hard pack. Or if they're going really crazy, they add chocolate. And you know that's the truth. You have never once in your life pulled hard pack out of your freezer, then gone and got some sprinkles and dropped it on the top of that. That's not something adult Steve has done. That's not something child How? Steve has done. But that's something everyone has done when they have taken it to a restaurant. Okay? Soft serve blows away hard pack in terms of toppings and variety you walk up to the ice cream place and you don't have to you don't have to decide a week in advance on the grocery store what am i going to be in the mood for a week from now when my girlfriend or boyfriend breaks up with me you get to decide at that restaurant (laughs) what do i want right in this second now for instant gratification and you get that anything your heart desires if you want half chocolate chip cookie dough and half oreo they will accommodate you they will give you whatever you want Soft serve is freedom. Hard pack is is the same old. It is locking yourself into routine. It is it is never experiencing the joy of life. That's why it's called hard pack. Even the no, the name brings out <laughs> sadness. It's soft serve. That's a life of grace and ease. Soft serve is where it's at. James, as a fellow man, I hope that I never (laughs) brag about being soft to anybody. But I don't know the world you live in, man, because I don't judge. (sighs) Here's what I do judge, though. I judge ice cream by its flavor. And hard pack will always have more flavor. I go into Bressler's, and when the, the, the person behind the counter says, would you like to sample that, and they give you the little Barbie's Malibu Dreamhouse size spoon, I tell them, you better load up on those things because I'm going to be here for a while. I love sampling all of those. And because they have so many different flavors, you don't need a lot of toppings. And I don't know how many people hang out at Asian buffets after they get dumped. Again, I don't judge your life, James. <laughs> Normal buffets don't have have those kind of bars in front of you. A bar, not like uh, bars of the jail cell that your argument has locked you into. I mean a bar like a whole <laughs> variety of different toppings. That's that, That's for like the all-you-can-eat uh, yeah. happy, lucky, golden Asian No, they're not just place. Asian buffets. They're every kind of American buffets like the Ryan's and the Ponderosa, all those kind of, you know, the all-you-can-eat steakhouse. If you've never gone, don't tell me. I've seen you. Don't tell me you've never been to an all-you-can-eat place before. <laughs> <laughs> They are my friend and my lover, James. And speaking of love, I never had a girlfriend to dump me in the first place. So this is all uncharted territory for me. 
But no, hard pack is great. That there's just so many flavors and varieties, and soft serve comes in any variety you want as long as it's vanilla. And that to me is way too limiting. I, I I can't live my life like that. I am a man that is expanding my awareness, my consciousness, and my horizons. The soft serve does not just come in vanilla. I guess you haven't been out since like 1962, but soft serve comes in all kinds of varieties. <laughs> but yes, they do have the main staples of vanilla and chocolate and orange. Uh, and you can mix them together in any combination you want. And then you add the other toppings that give them the additional flavor. It's like saying the only paint color is like blue. When you can mix blue with a billion different colors and make totally different colors from it. You just, just because vanilla or chocolate is a component of everything doesn't mean there's a lack of variety. And as for the depression food, yes, you do eat hard pack when you're depressed and somebody's broken up with you because you're sitting in your room and you're sad and you feel awful. When you go out and you get soft serve at that all-you-can-eat buffet or at that fast food restaurant or at that ice cream place that everybody loves, literally everybody, even you, uh, you're happy. You're full of joy because you can't be sad. So when you want to be sad on purpose, you stay home and eat that hard pack and you wallow in your sorrow. But you as a therapist should know that you should get break out of that. Oh. And it's much healthier okay. to go out okay. and more by going out to the soft serve place and being in public and experiencing that social life again. Surely that's what you would recommend to your clients. You know, you as a writer <laughs> would surely much rather engage in verbal dexterity than verbal stagnation, wouldn't you? And that's what I'm saying. How many Ben and Jerry's flavors are there? How many Haagen-Dazs flavors are there? How many flavors does your grocery store have? Like, it's just the spice of life. It is the piquancy of ice cream. That's what hard pack gives. You know, it's it's about, even though I, I honestly think there's probably more soft serve flavors when you consider all the toppings and mixes, it's really not about quantity, it's about quality. Because flavor for flavor, right. soft serve is still better. It has more and individually each flavor flavor is better. Ben and Jerry's comes out with a billion different flavors a week and half of them are like taco flavor or shoe. And like, who's going to want this? This is a gimmick. But in terms of real solid American flavors, it's soft serve. That that soft serve with Oreo or chocolate chip cookie dough mixed in there is going to be there for your entire life. It's going to be it's going to be a part of your family. It's it's going to stand up to the test of time. The fact is if soft serve wasn't better, people wouldn't go through all the trouble of acquiring it. They would just stay home and eat the same old hard pack from their freezer. But it is better, and that's why they go through the trouble of, of going out to get it. And restaurants that serve hard pack, um, I, the ones I've seen are going out of business. The last time I saw Baskin Robbins in my town, uh, it had a bike lock on the doors. I mean, they just, they were out. People, people <laughs> don't want to go there and eat hard pack. If they go out, they want soft serve. They want something that they can't get at home. And that's what makes soft serve so special. If, you're, if your kid does great at Little League, you don't say, okay, let's celebrate. Let's go home and pull out the freezer burned ice cream and take a few scoops of that. We'll chisel it out. No, you go out to the ice cream place. You get the soft serve with the amazing toppings mixed in and you celebrate together. If you tell your kids right now, let's go out for ice cream, they're going to, they, they would, they would disown you if that meant going out to the grocery store, buying a gallon of ice cream and coming back. There's no way they'd go for that. But if you took them to the ice cream place, you'd be their hero. And you know, that's true. That's what kids want. It's what adults want. It's what everybody wants. And I'm sorry the Guam quarter of fate was so cruel to you this week, but we, you and I both know that soft serve is where it's at. 
Uh, you know, you making stuff up is one thing, but just lying <laughs> like that. I, say hi to Satan when you get there, just in case you get there first. That's all I'm going to say. I, with the soft serve, i got to crumble a cookie up into it just to give it some what? kind of flavor. It's just What just is wrong with your awful. taste buds? I don't understand. I'm, I'm getting angry now. I'm getting angry. <laughs> I just picture you, like, extinguishing cigarettes on your tongue. Like, how can you not taste soft serve? I know, soft start exactly is like that. What? No. All right. So, Just close <laughs> us out. I can't even talk to you anymore. I'm You're glad so you wrong. Agree with me. You're gonna have to shake the dice because I'm gonna go. Ne- I'm gonna <sighs> need to take a little walk just to get my head back <laughs> this, straight again. This guy I, got unusually I don't feisty. Think I can sleep after this. <laughs> it's a good thing we're in separate rooms tonight. We might have come to blows. <laughs> All right, so this week, if you want to vote for the forces of good and vote for soft serve being better and say that I won, uh, vote for 41. If you want to say that Steve won for God knows what reason with his crazy hard pack ice cream conspiracy theory, uh, vote for 66. That's one six away from the number of the beast. Keep that in mind. You that want to go to Yager right there. <laughs> one digit from Satan. I have a little birthmark with that just under my hairline here. So, yeah. All right. And then the, uh, the random is 14. 14? Yes. All right. All right, so we're all okay. lined up. So hopefully everybody does what's right and not what not what not not what I don't even know. What I'm trying to say I'm so worked up. Just don't vote for Let's Steve. Vote for me. That's that's sentence. the key here. My mouth won't even work. It's so right. full of disgust. Vote for me, not for Steve. <laughs> Watch us every week. <laughs> all right. Yeah, vote for James if you want to sit in the in the front seat with him on the Hell Express. <laughs> so, you, you want to take the escalator up, that's when you're going to hit 66. It's one number short, and I'm probably thinking James has that last number somewhere on his body. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to ride this train out of here, and I'm not sure where it's going to end up, but I do know. Tune in this week to watch this one, but you just did. Now you got to tune in next week to watch the one-year anniversary. Woo! And James, we got a lot more in us, I think. Uh, I thought so, too, before this week. Now I don't know. <laughs> Why not even make it to next week? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next week, this is Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching, everybody, and... On your deathbed, if you can only scrawl one note, it should say, two wrongs can't make a right. See you next week. Thanks for watching and listening.